there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delicious page of Talmud each day. And today's page, Bava Kama 76, really raises a topic that is very close to our hearts. Have a listen. The Gemara proves that Rabbi Shimon maintains these two opinions. Rabbi Shimon holds that any blood that is ready to be sprinkled is considered as though it had already been sprinkled, as it is taught in a baraita that Rabbi Shimon says there are cases involving leftover sacrificial meat after the time allotted for its consumption, in which the meat is susceptible to contracting ritual impurity of food. And there are cases of leftover sacrificial meat in which the meat is not susceptible to contracting ritual impurity of food. How so? If sacrificial meat was disqualified due to the fact that it had remained overnight, i.e. after the allotted time for that offering, before the sprinkling of its blood, it is not susceptible to contracting ritual impurity of food as it was never fit for consumption. The rabbis go on and on and on to discuss in terms of food things that could be considered part of our sacrificial offering, really went to draw the line regarding leftovers, one of the most evocative, wonderfully controversial issues among us Jews to this day. And here to help us make sense of it all is senior leftover correspondent and my co-host and unorthodox. Hello, Stephanie Butnick. It is great to be here. I should say we're just, this is the leftover. I've, I've just recorded my last take one and this is, we're just leftover from it. Just kidding. Just this, kidding. This is, this is fresh. This is <laughs> brand new. And here are the rabbis saying, look, if you kept it out overnight, it's spoiled. Therefore, it can't be considered leftovers because it's not good food anymore, which raises a whole question and a whole discussion that we have in our household. But I want to hear in your household, a household that is very dynamic with a lot of moving parts. Is there an acceptable time for when leftovers are still considered food that you could eat? So, well, look, I'm happy to say that refrigeration has improved considerably since the days of the rabbis that we're reading about. Um, Somewhat, so, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, things that get left out overnight actually are fine for the most part, though things do obviously need refrigeration. You know, I have a very lenient leftover policy, which is that until something looks or smells very suspicious, you can eat it. And that has served me well so far. You know, I think a lot of meals are just better the next day, right? I feel like so much of our Jewish cooking, like Jewish holiday meals, it's so good the next day. I'm sure like it's good the night of, it's so good the next day when you heat up some matzo ball soup. And so like, to me, I think leftovers are fundamentally, foundationally Jewish. This idea of like, we're going to have some tonight, and then this meal that we've cooked, this holiday meal, this Shabbat meal, it's going to get us through a few more days. <laughs> and, like, there's the cooking for the night itself, and then you know that, like, you, you sort of keep enjoying this the next day, the next day, the next day. And I think Jews, we've always been pretty lenient, I would say, with when to draw that line. This, I think, brings to mind, I believe, a quote by, I think, Lionel Trilling. Calvin Trilling. Calvin Trilling. I've got my Trillings <laughs> wrong. Uh, who said, you know, all the food he was ever served with leftovers, no one could recall. What the, the original meal has the never been found. <laughs> Isn't that kind of a great metaphor for Judaism, right? It's beautiful because it's like we we evolve, we generate, we regenerate. I mean, even the Talmud itself, right? This idea that we're now putting all this stuff into this book that we're going to take with us wherever we go. That's a freaking leftover. That's a that's like a temple day's leftover. And I think that it's it shows us how how we're not just thinking about the present, we're thinking about the future. It's always in the back of our minds. What and the future, really, it's the past. Of course. 
<laughs> so what's uh, what's today's leftover meal? There were some very good pappardelle. Do we say pappardelle or pappardelle? Pappardelle. There was a great Trader Joe's pappardelle that my husband Ben made last night with a nice tomato sauce. And like tonight we'll just add more stuff to it. And I think that's that's great. La door va door, la plate va plate. I love it. I'll see you for dinner. Stephanie Butnick, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you are really going to love the new book just published by me. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book. You can order it now at your local bookstore or directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is, you know, a smile. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirts and mugs and other swag at tabletstudios.com and you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. Talmudic.